You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Today's episode is all about how to prepare for your divorce like a divorce attorney. So here's the thing. Divorce attorneys are trained as lawyers, but family law attorneys are everyday people with families dealing with children and finances. And so they prepare for your case just like any other organized family person. I know that sounds crazy. And I know you're like, wait, what? So here's the thing. Where do they start? Well, they start from scratch. What does that mean? When you come in and you retain them as an attorney, what are they looking for? They need all the information about you and your background. We're not even dealing with the law yet, right? So where's your starting point when you're thinking about preparing? It's by creating a timeline. Create a timeline with key dates, and information. When did you get married? Where did you move? The date of the first child? When you opened your business? All these key dates and information. Put it in the form of the timeline. That's before we start talking about any legal issues. We need to understand how things progressed in the marriage. From there, what's also helpful? Well, a family tree. Names, birthdays, where everybody is located. And by that, I mean, we've got college kids. So maybe you live in Atlanta and you have a child who's living in Louisiana. Put it down, create a family tree, put names, date of birth, first, middle, and last, the full birth dates. Also put children who might have deceased, children who are adopted or natural born. Make sure you put all of this information down on what we call kind of our family tree. Again, we haven't even started dealing with the quote divorce process yet, but that's where you're going to start in terms of your organization and preparations. I want you to start first by preparing a timeline with the key dates and the information and then creating your family tree. Who are all the people involved in this family? After we've kind of listed out our timeline and our family tree, then we move to our questions and answers. And as lawyers, when we start a new case, we know we have a lot more questions than we do answers. The same for you. You've got a lot of questions, but you actually also have most of the answers. So here's what you're going to do when preparing. You're going to write down the question first. Where do we live? How long have we lived here? What money was used to buy the house? What are my concerns related to the house? How do we figure out a parenting schedule? What are the children's daily activities? What is my work schedule? Where do I work? You get my drift? Every question associated with your life your livelihood, I want you to write it down. Your lawyer is a blank slate, so they don't have the answers when you first start the case. They don't know when you purchased the marital home. They don't know what funds were used to pay for it. You do. 
You may not know what a parenting schedule ultimately looks like. And so, yes, that is a question that you may have for them that they can help answer. But you know what you have? You have a, what is our daily schedule? You have the answer to that. This is where the kids are. This is where I am. This is where my spouse is. So as a starting point, we write down questions and answers. The easiest way to kind of track our questions and answers is to put it into columns. We have our parenting column, and then we have our financial column. And under each of those columns, there are certain, say, topics or headings. So for example, with parenting, we have decisions as a topic, right? Major decisions. Who makes the decisions on a day-to-day that may look different than who makes the major decisions for the kids? So for example, do they have a pediatrician? Yes or no? And if yes, who is the pediatrician? If no, why don't we have a pediatrician that we can use or call on or go to? Similarly, when we think about under the parenting heading, what is our schedule? What is our daily routine? What activities are the children involved in? What is the start time and end time of the regular school day? Are they in public or private school? These are all of the things that you actually have the answers to and all of the questions that your lawyer needs to figure out as a part of the process. And so as a part of your preparation, you can answer all of those questions. Write them down and put the answer next to them. Another area to add to your list of questions and answers, who are the important people in our lives? There may be other important people in your lives other than certainly you and your soon-to-be ex. Is there a therapist? Do you have a nanny or a regular care provider? Are there specialized services or experts that are used in your family because of certain health or other related needs? Who are the other important people in your life? Write their name, what capacity they work within in in terms of being involved in your family, how long they have been a part of your family, and what your thoughts are as it relates to their going forward relationship with you. When lawyers are preparing to start a new case, they also start organizing and thinking about the documents and information that they need in the case. And so as you're preparing, one of the things that you can do is also to collect and organize or list out via an outline the following areas as you think about pulling information together. So let's start by listing out the areas of documents and information so that you know the categories. Income, assets, debts, parenting, expenses, and miscellaneous. So income. Income Income-related documents are 
documents related to pay stubs or documents related to the income that you or your spouse receive um, in the marriage. So maybe that's distributions. Maybe that's a K-1. Maybe that's your tax return. All of the documents and information related to income, those things are going to go in your income file. That's the same that your lawyer does when they are preparing your case. What's the income? What information do I have related to income? Assets, those things that you own, that you have. So we know we have maybe a house, we have some cars, we have bank accounts, all of the documents and information related to our assets. So if you own your home, there's no mortgage, you have the title document or information, that goes in that file. Your car title and information, that goes in that file. Bank account statements go into the asset file. We're now just collecting and putting things to the side. We will organize them later, but it's really about dumping things into the categories so that we have them. Now, here's the thing. After assets comes what? Debts. So it is possible that you, quote, own the home, but that you have a mortgage. So your mortgage statement and information relating to your home equity line of credit, or if there's a lien against the home, those documents should go into a debts file, okay? The same would be for like credit card statements or your car loan statements. Put those things in your debts column. If you really want to get really, really organized, then I would drill down even more in that file and maybe separate out debts like credit card or loans, having a subfile, which is going to be different from your mortgage statement. But as an initial matter, just separating things out with here are my assets, here's the information that I have related to our assets. Here are our debts. Here's the information that I have related to our debts. You have a file related to parenting. What goes in that file? Well, any school calendar, any college information, any health-related issue, any registration forms, anything related to parenting that you think may be helpful as a part of the process. Now, here's the thing. Your lawyer may receive some of this information and say, yeah, you know what? That's great. That's fine. I actually don't, I don't need that. That's okay. But right now, as you're getting organized and as you're trying to categorize things in preparation, the more, the merrier. We drill down to what's really necessary and relevant as the case progresses. But as a starting point, throwing in here all the things related to the kids is more helpful than not. Expenses is our next category. What do we spend our money on? Now, you've already put your credit card statements and your account statements in other areas such as assets or debts. But expenses, if you have like a monthly budget or a spreadsheet or even an outline that you can put together of listing out, 
here are our monthly expenses. Those kinds of things are very helpful. Again, it's all about providing the information on your day-to-day life that you want to pull together as you organize in preparation for your divorce. Because these are the very things that your lawyer is going to need and look for as your case progresses. So if you're preparing like a lawyer, you have your different areas, you've got our different categories, and we're now separating out information. The last kind of category under our documents and information is going to be really kind of a catch-all, a miscellaneous. If you have trust documents or inheritance documents or any other information where you're not really sure, huh, I don't know really where to put this, put it in your miscellaneous or your catch-all file. And as you're working with the lawyer or the paralegal in the case, you can say to them, hey, here's this document. I'm not really sure whether or not it should go in income, assets, debts, parenting. So I just put it here. In some states, you are required to pull a credit report as a part of your process. Check with your lawyer or associate or the paralegal or law clerk assigned on your case to find out whether or not a credit report is needed in your case. Even if it's not needed in the case, it is very helpful to pull a credit report to see what debts are assigned to you under your name. So again, that could be something that you put in the miscellaneous file, even if it's not used as a part of the divorce process. As you're organizing and collecting and pulling these documents and information, it is very possible that you don't have access to all of the information. Hear me now. It's okay. If you don't have access to documents, I still want you to organize a electronic file or a physical file with our categories, which I will go back over shortly. Write down from memory or whatever kind of research you can do safely those things that you know and put it in a file. So for example, under income, maybe you are not working right now, but in the income file, you write out your income timeline. When was the last time I was employed? How much was my earnings at the time? What was my role? What am I currently doing to earn income at this point? If I'm a stay-at-home parent, when did that decision get made? What information do I know about my spouse's income? Where do they work? What are their approximate earnings? How long have they been at this job? Write those things down on a sheet of paper and put it in your income file. Do the same with assets. Here are the bank accounts that I know that we have or that I believe that my spouse has. Even if it's as simple as saying, I believe he has an account at Bank of America. Or during the marriage early on, we used to have an account at a credit union, but I don't have access to that account. Write it down. Put it in your asset file. Debts, do the same thing. 
and under parenting, write out what information you have about the children's schedules as much as you can, their contact information for their teachers, the pediatrician, the eye doctor, and anybody else that interact with your children and put it in that file. Next thing you're gonna do in terms of our organization is to create a system and a communication method. But I apologize, before we jump to our system and our communication method, I wanted to remind us again, the areas that we need to make sure that we've got our categories for. So let me list them out again so that you make sure you have them for your documents and information. That's income, assets, debts, parenting, expenses, and miscellaneous. Okay, now let's talk about creating our system and communication method. So here's the thing. Everybody works differently and everybody feels comfortable in different ways in terms of organization and creating a system. Some people like paper and physical files. Other people like digital formats. Whatever you like is fine. What's the most important is making sure that it's secure. Now, I will tell you that nowadays, most lawyers really just want things sent to them electronically. So if you are not already comfortable with something like Dropbox or Google Drive, go on YouTube now, do a quick you know, um, search of how to create a Dropbox or how to create a Google Drive and watch the video so that you're comfortable with uploading or transferring information in a secure way. If you have decided that you're going to have a home filing system to kind of process you throughout the divorce, again, that's completely fine. If you have a file cabinet or some sort of lockbox, make sure that only you have the key and access to it. If it makes the most sense for you to have um, the information stored at somebody else's house or maybe at your office so that you don't have any concern about your soon-to-be ex removing the actual um, file cabinet or the lockbox, that does happen, um, do that. Whatever you do, make sure that you secure things. You also want to make sure that you have a good email address and a good phone number that your lawyer can communicate with you on in a private manner. So, Again, as lawyers preparing for a case, the first thing they're going to be asking, what email address should I use and what phone number? If you are considering getting a new email address, go ahead and get that set up now so that you can provide that information to them right away and not, oh, let me get back to you when I create it. This is all about preparation and organization. Get a new email address that only you have access to. If you're concerned about your phone being bugged or not having privacy in order to do a phone call, then alert your lawyer that you've got some concerns about um, phone or verbal communication and help them figure out what's best for you in terms of communication, because we want to set our communication parameters right away. Maybe it makes most sense to say, okay, 
We can't call um, before 8 a.m. or after 3 p.m. because the children are around or my spouse is around. Midday works best. Ask the lawyer, does your number come up unidentified or private or as a dummy number? Again, just in case I my spouse is going through my phone history or is looking at the phone logs. I know this sounds crazy and sketchy and weird and overwhelming, but these things do happen. So you want to ask questions so that you can make the right choices and decisions when deciding, am I communicating via text message with a lawyer? Am I communicating via phone calls? Should we only ever meet in person or does email work? And if so, what email? That's how we get parameters in place for a communication method as lawyers and now you as a client. One of the really important things that lawyers need and as they're preparing to work on a new case is really pulling together what we call our contact list. And the contact list is really kind of that sheet that's like a reference sheet that the lawyer can or their associate or a law clerk or paralegal kind of refer to constantly as they're filling out documents and also learning the case. So what's really helpful, not just for them, but certainly for you as we organize, list all of the individuals who are involved in your case. Okay, you're going to start first, last name, phone numbers, email addresses, and that's everybody from you, your spouse, the spouse's attorney, if there has been a child representative or a parent coordinator or a mediator involved, list their name, their contact information, the judge, the courtroom. If you can get the court clerk's name, many courts right now are on Zoom. You want to make sure to get the Zoom information so you have that readily available. This is your contact cheat sheet. This doesn't need to go to your lawyer because they, in and of themselves, will have that information. But this is your information that you have for you so that you keep track of everybody who's involved in the case. You're also going to add people as they get involved. So if there's now a business valuator, if there's a financial advisor, if there is a therapist, all of these people should be listed with their full name, their contact information. So that's inclusive of phone numbers, email addresses, addresses if necessary, all on one sheet so that you can access the information in real time as you need it. Keeping track of contact information is a game changer in many cases. You will find that the process of divorce goes very quickly many times, and oftentimes you need information very quickly. So having this information readily available will be very helpful to you in staying organized and staying on top of things. It's the exact thing that most lawyers do to make sure that when they're talking to this expert, 
they know this is the right case that I'm talking about and here's all the information assigned to it. You can prepare your case in the same way as the divorce attorney in your case does to help the process. And doing the things that we have talked about today will help you so much, not just in time, but certainly in cost. So let's go back and let's wrap up to make sure that we have all of the information that we need so that we can prepare our case in the way that a divorce attorney does. First, we're going to start from the beginning. We're going to create our timeline and our family tree. Then we're going to move to our question and answer segment. These are all of the questions, not only that you have, but questions that will be helpful for your lawyer to know and to understand about your family. Remember, you hold all of the answers as it relates to your family life. The lawyer holds answers as it relates to the legal process. So write out as many questions that you can think of that they may have and then the answer. Next, we're gonna collect our information and documents. We've got our topic areas, income, assets, debts, parenting, expenses, and miscellaneous. We're gonna get organized, whether that's digital or physical. However, we're organizing and securing these documents, we are going to secure them. We are going to take whatever information we have access to and put them in these varying files. Why? Because this helps start the process of collecting information or identifying information that we don't have as the process keeps going. We are then going to set our parameters and a system of communication. So we're going to look into a Dropbox or a Google Drive or some sort of other digital portal to communicate with a lawyer that's a secure format. We're going to have an email address that only we have access to. We're going to provide a phone number and certain parameters, if necessary, around the use of the phone. Last but certainly not least, we're going to have our contact list in our sheet. And this is our list of information for us to use and keep track of all of the individuals in our case. That sheet has first, last name, phone number, email address, and address, physical address, if necessary, for every lawyer in the case, every expert in the case, our judge, including the judge's courtroom, as well as Zoom information if you are still on Zoom court. In addition, we're gonna have information about our experts. So our mediators, our parent coordinators, our GALs, our business valuators, any of those people who are involved, they should be listed on our contact sheet so that we have their information readily available in real time as the case progresses. You will be so far ahead of the process if you can organize yourself in this way, because not only Will it save time? Because now you have done a lot of the workup of the very thing that your lawyer will be asking for and needing as a part of the process, but also saving money. 
because the more information you can gather and provide, the more systems you can put in place, the less the lawyer has to then try to bill for and to do. You can do this. I know you can. For additional resources, please check out our website, GrownGirlDivorce.com, where we have legal resources, financial resources, mental health resources, and much more. Check out our other episodes, which also help you get organized, prepare, and process through the divorce. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.